So we're continuing on in this series, This Is The Way. So real quick, not only have you, if you're done typing all those people's names in the comments, say, this is the way. Do the initials, right? T-I-T-W. This is the way. And in this series, we've been talking about the fruits of the Spirit. And today, um, the fruit of the Spirit today is patience. So I titled today's message, This Is Patience. This is one of those things that, remember I was boasting and saying that, that, that Barry um, is, is like an expert on peace. This is one of these fruits that no one is good at. No one. No one is good at, okay? We, we all, this is one of those things that like no one is an expert. We're all developing, all right? Give me a hand emoji right now. We're all developing in the area of patience, okay? So God forbid right now if you're watching this and, 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 and you have to be patient with your kids, right? You have to be patient with what's going on in life. You have to be patient. We're all working on patience today on this gorgeous Super Bowl Sunday, right? So right now, I know that many of you are also preparing for Super Bowl Sunday today. And if you're like my wife, we were a little too patient, and we went to go buy some wings. There were no wings anywhere, folks. None, all right? So if you tried to go shopping yesterday, which is today for us, there are no wings at ShopRite or anywhere else. You're practicing patience today, right? And I don't know who you're, voting, who you're rooting for. I don't know if you're rooting for the Chiefs or, or the Antichrist. I mean, the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have, to, I have to go there. I'm, an, I'm a product of the AFC East, so, so I'm not a big, big fan of Tom Brady. But if he wins today, he officializes himself as the GOAT, the greatest of all time. I know our cameraman right now, he's a big Tom Brady fan, even though he abandoned the Patriots. But anyway, I'm already preaching heresy. I'm not even two minutes into the sermon, y'all. <laughs> but in this, as we, as we lean into patience, we want to start producing this stuff in our lives, right? Because we talked about that the fruit of the Spirit is the result, is the byproduct of the presence of God in our lives. Let's read it together, Galatians 5, 22 to 23. We've been reading this every single week, so we're just grinding it in right now. And it says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So we're going to gravitate towards that element of patience today. Patience, it's a byproduct of when we're in the presence of God. And patience is written all throughout Scripture, folks. We can't get away from the term patience. Even all the way in the, in the Old Testament, in Ecclesiastes 7, 8, the, this book of wisdom says it this way. It says, better is the end of a thing than its beginning. And the patient in spirit, all right, those who have patience in your spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Okay, remember that right now. There's a, there's, a, there's a polarized opposite. You could be patient or you could be proud. All right? And then continue. It's echoed even out throughout the New Testament. First Corinthians 13, 4, when we talk about, you know, the famous chapter of love, right? I know Liz is about to get married pretty soon. Are you going to use First Corinthians 13 or no? No. <laughs> She's like, no, we're, we're going off grid here. But normally you use 1 Corinthians 13, and it says this, love is patient, it's kind. It does not envy nor boast. It is not arrogant. Again, notice what it's talking about. It's bringing the fact that, that love is patient, but it is not arrogant. See, patience is the opposite of pride. Patience is the opposite of pride. 
Remember that for a second, right? Love is patient, which also means this. There's other parts of Scripture that says that, that God is love, so God is patient. Right now, let's thank God that God is patient with us. He's a patient God towards us. Romans 12, 12 says it this way. Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Why? Because when the crap hits the ceiling, the element, the fruit that we need a lot is patience, to be patient in tribulation. And even during your prayer time, you know, maybe today during worship, you were praying to God and you were, you were, you were bombarded heaven with some of your prayers. And I know Pastor Barry is going to be praying for some things later on in our service. But Psalm 40 says it this way. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. There's patience even inside of our prayer, right? There's patience even inside of our prayer. As, as he hears us, we wait for his response, okay? He, he inclines to us, and I wait patiently for the Lord. So, so I want everybody to write this down because it's going to be really important. Patience, here's how we're going to define patience today. Patience reveals our faith in God's timing. Patience reveals our faith in God's timing. In God's timing in everything. Everybody say everything. In everything. His timing on everything. Notice again the attachment or the detachment that patience needs in regards to opposing pride. Here's what I believe. You can't be prideful and patient at the same time. You can't be prideful and patient at the same time. If any one of us, if you, you know, come on, you all have shopped with a Karen once or twice, right? There was she, he or she was waiting on, on her lunch meats or, or, do you guys say lunch meats or cold cuts? I say cold cuts. I'm from South Jersey, cold cuts. Cold cuts. I'm getting some cold cuts today. No? Everybody lunch meats? All right. But as you're waiting for those things and you know the one person gets ir irritated, you're irritated because of your pride. You're irritated because of your pride. In order for us to really exemplify patience, patience reveals our faith in God's timing. It's timing in what, Pastor Mike? His timing even in his response. Many of us, maybe right now as you're watching, you've been praying for something for a really long time. Guess what? Our patience needs to be applied to that. Sometimes we need to be patient in God's response. Because remember, it's us bowing down, humbly waiting for God to respond. I don't know any parent here, but, but as your kids become teenagers, which pray for me, my son just turned 16, so I'm feeling old. Just turned 16 on Friday. And, and now, like, sometimes I'm teaching them patience. There are times they ask me a question. Come on, parents, you know what I'm talking about. They ask you a question, and, and a couple seconds will lapse. Well, you don't answer immediately. And they go, well, well, well. And the more well, the more they tell me well, the more they're, they're antsy for my response, the more I want to make them wait because they need to put some respect on it and they need to wait until their authority in their lives will respond, right? So as we humbly come before the Lord, guess what, folks, that we need to be patient. We need to have faith in the timing of his response. Is that talking to anybody today? We need to have faith in the timings of his reveal. There are sometimes, folks, well, God will give you an answer to prayer, but it won't manifest itself yet. We see it all throughout Scripture. God called King David to be king anointed him to be king, but he wasn't king immediately. Let me, let me put it in a modern-day context. Sometimes you can have an appointment, and you can be sitting in the waiting room. It's your time, but you still have to wait in the waiting room because it's not your turn. And there are moments where God will answer your prayer. This will happen, but it's not going to happen yet. So we got to not only be patient with his response, but we also have to be patient with his reveal as he reveals his answer to you. And then 
This is the part that you're not going to like, and I'm just going to warn you ahead of time, and I'm going to sip on my cold brew because I'm going to come at you hard this morning. Sometimes we need to be patient even with his refusal. That God will bless you with a powerful no. He will bless you even with a refusal. There's a great story in Genesis 18 and where Abraham is pleading on behalf of the city named Sodom. For, on behalf of them, he's pleading to God, and, he, and, and God's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of this city. This city is not acting right. I'm going to take care of this city. So Abraham goes to God and says, wait, 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 uh, if you do that, what about, what about if there's 50 righteous people? Can you, can you hold back for 50 righteous people? And, and, and God says, fine, if there's 50 righteous people, I'll do it. God already said he was going to do what he was going to do. God already basically told him no, but he says, can you hold back for 50? He goes, yes, I'll hold back for 50. And he goes, would you hold back for 45? Yes, I'll hold back for 45. Would you hold back for 30, then 20, then 10? And so why was there this dialogue? Because I'm going to tell you, this, for the longest time, I, when I read that story, I'm like, can we negotiate with God? We can't negotiate with God. God gave him some type of refusal in the beginning, but in the refusal, in the refusal, God was teaching compassion to Abraham. God was testing God, Abraham's compassion for people, which will lead him in, in the future. If you continue reading, you know, the story of Abraham, that was necessary for him to have in the future. So, so in that, there are times where God will tell you no intentionally, not because he's changing his mind, because he's trying to change your heart. I'm preaching better than you're listening. Because he's trying to change your heart in the matter. And so I've heard a lot of people say, well, sometimes God will intentionally delay something. I'm going to put some respect on it right now. God doesn't delay anything. God is never late. He might be late from our perspective, but God doesn't delay. It's not that God's delayed. It's that we're rushed. We're rushed. And again, we're all working. I am probably the biggest culprit when it comes to this. I want to rush everything. I am super impatient. And so I know in order for me to bear this fruit of patience in my life, I need his presence because I cannot manufacture this on my own. I can't manufacture it on my own. Patience, and at times too in my past, I kind of looked at patient people as weak for a second. I did. I looked at them as weak because I, at first I kind of thought that, no, they're not patient, they're passive. You're not patient, you're passive. And those two things are completely different. So even if you think right now, you're like, ah, I got this. Go ahead, preach on, Pastor Mike. But I, I, I'm a very patient person. Are you patient or are you passive? Right? Because passive people, is most of the time, you're based on fear. Your fear of confrontation, your fear of truth, your fear of challenge. Where patience is, I'm going to give you the truth, and I'm going to sit back and wait until the truth penetrates your heart. Because there's a huge difference between being patient and being passive, or the opposite. I used to think, well, impatient people, they're just righteously angry. No, you're not. You're just angry. You're an angry elf, and you need to repent, right? That's not righteous anger, right? Because if it's righteous, remember, God is patient. God is patient. So if it's righteous, you're going to lead with some patience here, all right? I love this verse in, in Matthew 15, 4 to 6. It says this, for whatever things were written before were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. If you're reading scripture and you're not getting it 
it doesn't come across with a sense of patience and comfort for you, you're not reading scripture right. Can I say that again? You're not reading scripture right if you're not getting patience and comfort that actually leads you to hope. The rest of the verse says this, now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded towards one another according to Christ Jesus that you may with one another and one mouth glorify the God of your Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So watch this. In, uh, without patience, we can't live well amongst each other. Without patience, we can't really attain proper unity. Without patience, I can't be like Jesus. And we're all called to be like Jesus. So today, I just want to sell patience to you. I know everyone at the end of the day, you kind of know that you're not really good at it, but I want to sell it to you so you know that you want it. I want us to get it to a place where we deeply desire the fruit of patience. Can, you get, can I get an amen in the room? Can I get an amen on chat? All right. I don't know why I'm sweating, but I am. Cold brew, baby. All right, I want to sell patience. Number one, ready? Selling patience to you. Patience is the way. Patience is the way. I thought you said this is the way. Yeah, but this is the this I'm talking about today, right? Patience is the way. And when I say that, Jesus said it very clearly. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Here's what I'm telling you. Patience is being like Jesus. Patience is being like Jesus. Jesus. Even the Old Testament prophesied on the level of patience that Jesus had. We could read it in Isaiah 53, 7. He says, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He kept his mouth shut through all that affliction and oppression and pain. It says, like a lamb led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before his shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Please, right now in the chat, say, Jesus is patient. And so we got to understand that, that this is the way. So if I need to bear this fruit, if I'm claiming Christianity, I don't care how many Bible verses you know. I don't care how many theological arguments you got into this week. I don't care how weird you are with passing out your tracks. At the end of the day, if we don't have patience for people, we are not being like Jesus. If you don't have patience for your kids, we're not being like Jesus. I'm not saying that out of condemnation. I'm saying that as a challenge to all of us, especially myself. That patience is not passive, but loving, gracious patience that's deeply rooted in the love of God, deeply rooted in God's presence, is being like Jesus. This is the way. This is the way. And so patience is the way. Number two, patience is a need. Y'all need patience. You need it. We need it to produce. We need it to develop. Here's the deal. I love this. James 1, 3 to 4. I've used this a couple times in the series, but listen to this. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. That the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work. So watch this. If we understand and gravitate towards our need of patience, patience does this work inside of us that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Okay? So I would actually say this. You're testing, the testing that life is putting you on right now. Testing is the soul of patient people. Testing is the soul of patience. At its core, you could trust that person's patience because they have been tested. So I, I, I got in trouble at the last church organization I was with because the senior pastor at the time, he always had this like funny thing. He's like, oh, don't pray for patience. Don't pray for patience, because if you pray for patience, he clapped a lot. If you, pray, if you pray for patience, then God's going to give you a lot of trouble 
to be patient about. So don't pray for patience. And then I got in trouble one time because I talked about the top 10 stupid Christian cliches. I was arrogant back then. And one of them was, don't pray for patience. And I'm like, no, we need to pray for patience. We need patience. Why? Because patience, when it, it allows this perfect work inside of us so that we may be complete, lacking nothing. I don't know about you, but I want to be complete. Do you want to be complete? I want to be complete. So I want patience to have his work. So, yo, I need this. I need patience. So bring on the testing. Because if this verse is true, if I'm going to take God's word for what it says, that this testing of my faith produces patience, and then what does patience produce? It's perfect work that I may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living in lack. I'm, not, I'm tired of not living at my best potential, and I know probably you are as well. If you need breakthrough in your life, hey, you know what? Pray for patience. And yes, testing might come, but guess what? God only entrusts those he tests. And, and, if, and if you're faithful in the little, God will grant you much. And maybe what's behind the door of blessing is, is the key. The key that will open up that door of blessing is the key of patience. Can I get an amen today? All right? So number one is that, that, hey, patience is the way. Number two, patience is actually a need. We need this thing in our life. Number three, patience is also a source. It's a source. Like, like you could gain strength from patience. You're making that up, Pastor Mike, because usually, like, we see strength as that aggressive person, that, that person that's a, you know, to, to go after that kind of person, that person that's full of zeal. And to some extent, yes, but if you could switch it up a little bit and remember, not look at patience as someone who's weak, but someone who's patient is actually strong, especially in the paradigm of the Christian belief, right? So patience is a source. Watch this, Isaiah 40. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. There are moments in my life where I had to wait. And if we approach that, again, remember faith Faith reveals, I mean, sorry, patience reveals our faith in God's timing, okay? So, so as my faith is getting stretched, my trust in God starts to develop. And if my trust in God starts to develop, when I am weak, I know that he is strong because I trust in the Lord in my time of waiting, all right? So, so those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I love the rest of the verse. It says, they shall mount up on, like eagle's wings. We were joking around with the worship team that you should have played eagle's wings. You missed out on the Lord today, but whatever. We'll forgive you. But they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not, and not faint, all right? So there's this element of energy that we could gather up when we learn patience. Isn't that crazy? That, that, goes, that goes opposite of our human nature. We think that the, we'll get more energy by being a go-getter. No, actually, the, according to scriptures, those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength. Because there will be times, folks, where life will drag you down. Life will slow you down anyway. And that's the times when we feel weak. That's the times when we want to tap out. But if you could patiently wait on the Lord. And in that season of patience, let God do his work, his perfect work, that we won't be lacking in anything. We will walk away stronger than we were before. Stronger than we were before. Barry's going to like number four. Number four, patience is worship. I get it. I get a fist up from Barry. Patience is worship. Remember I said we got to put some respect on it. Because you see like the, the polar opposite when it talked about patience. It talked about things like you can't be arrogant or you can't be prideful. I thoroughly believe, man, that if we could just pick up the instrument of patience, patience can become our worship. Paul tells the 
the church of Corinth in his second book to them, in 2 Corinthians 6.4, he says this, but in all things we commend ourselves, watch this, as ministers of God, as ministers of God. Yo, I'm tired of baby talking everyone here. Every single person that's watching this right now, you guys on stage, you guys in the room, we are all, because of what Jesus has done, we all have this royal priesthood on our lives, right? You're ministers of God. And because you're ministers of God, he said to commend ourselves in in much patience, in tribulations, in need, and in distress. So he's like, yo, we could, this instrument of worship, we need this thing. Sometimes, you know, forget about tuning your guitar. When was the last time you tuned up your patience? Because patience is worship. Because, again, it's about faith. And the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. So, again, if for our definitions today, patience reveals our faith in God's timing. Maybe more than singing. Maybe more than singing, because God does get glory and he takes pleasure in our singing. He sings over us. He dances over us in our singing. But maybe there are times when we're just patient and in silence where we put a smile on God's face just as much. Because patience is our worship. And the beauty is that, listen, folks, like, so it's a fruit of the Spirit. So, so patience is from God. Okay? Patience is from God, given to us to work through us so that we could glorify him. Let me say that again. Patience is from God, given to us, that works through us, so we could give it right back to him. Because patience is worship. Because patience is worship. So if I'm bearing the fruit of this thing called patience in my life, watch this, because now I'm going to get real. Now, now I'm going to apply it. I'm going to help you apply it today. Because so many times you can listen, oh, that was a good word. How are you going to apply it? I don't know. I'm going to give you some answers here. Because if you're truly bearing the fruit of patience, listen up, folks. I could be patient and quiet. I could be patient and quiet. You, this might not even be about you. I'm just going to preach to myself. Is that okay? Because there are times, again, if I'm in God's presence, that's the only way we can bear this fruit. Okay? I, I, some people are like, Can, can't you bear these fruits without the presence of God? I think you could bear plastic fruit without the presence of God. But I don't think you could bear real fruit without the presence of God. That's just, I'm just putting it out there. So to really have God-shaped patience. I have to be in God's presence, and when I'm really in God's presence, when, when, when people are critical of me, when I want to clap back, when people are insulting you or attacking you, the real fruit of patience, you know what it's going to produce? Just to be quiet. Just to be quiet. Again, it's like being like Jesus, right? Because what he's saying in Isaiah 40, he says he did not open his mouth. He didn't open his mouth throughout that whole time. And can you imagine watching Jesus go through what he went through on the cross and still not opening his mouth? Why? Because he had the fruit of patience. He knew that at the end of the day, the truth was going to prevail. And so if you're really bearing the fruit of patience, you want to clap back on Facebook. You want to clap back on Instagram. You want to delete everyone's comments. You want to block people. You want to do, come on, am I the only one, right? You want to do all that kind of stuff. You want to clap back because that's the society that we're living in. Everyone here got keyboard muscles. We can say and do whatever we want, and we can almost feel, and then the cool part, it's almost like back in the day when you hung up the phone, you don't have that, that sensation of hanging up the phone. You can just close the laptop after you send a comment and think like you got the last word, Right? But bearing the fruit of patience, guess what, folks? If we're going to be like Jesus, yo, I don't have to say a word. I don't have to say a word. I can be patient and quiet. Hey, we're going to stop right there. I hope that you're looking forward to bearing the fruit 
of patience. And again, that only comes from being in the presence of God. And the only way we could actually be in the presence of God is because of this gift that Jesus gave us. Jesus said, again, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father but through him. So because of this life that he lived and the, and the death that he died, that, that he paid the price for, for, for everything that we've done, everything that we're doing, and everything that we're going to do, this beautiful grace that he's given us is the only reason that we can go straight to the Father. We don't need anyone in the middle. You don't need me. You don't need anyone in the middle. All we need is Jesus. So the first thing I want to do is just extend an invitation for those who don't have a relationship with Jesus, that this could be the day that you can have complete access to the presence of God because of the beautiful thing that God gave us, and that's grace and forgiveness. So I want to pray for you. If God's already tugging in your heart, just know I'm praying for you right now. Father in heaven, we just ask you, Lord, to let them literally and tangibly see the invitation that you're extending to them, to be a part of the family of God, that they accept your son Jesus as their Lord and Savior of their lives. And because of that, they have access to you, the Father. And as they, they learn to, to develop an intimacy with you, Jesus, and a relationship with you, that they could bear the fruit of patience. God, we welcome them with open arms right now into the family of God. They're adopted as of right now, right here today, and we thank you in advance in Jesus' name. And, Lord, for those right now who they've been waiting really, for a really long time, God, for something that they've been, they've been praying for, almost on a consistent daily basis. I just want to talk to some of the people, God, that, that they've been praying every single day for something. Perhaps they're, they're praying for their children. They're praying for their spouse. They're praying for breakthrough in an area. I just kind of feel in my spirit, they're praying for a breakthrough in mental health and, and a breakthrough in their depression right now, God. I pray, Lord, that you meet them where they are and they're waiting. And just like Psalm 40 says, God, that, that those who wait upon the Lord will renew their strength, God. Let their patience produce strength in their lives as they wait on you and remind them that their patience is worship, that as they're waiting, they're also worshiping in their waiting, God. And you're right there with them. We trust you. We trust you. It's hard, God, but we trust you. And we'll believe that you've already provided. You've already healed. You already gave us the victory, God. So we praise you as it is right now. In Jesus' name, amen.